0: you for being here this morning. How I many is happy to be up this morning? Yeah, I'm not going to say the Lord bless you this morning because he's already blessed you and you're here. He was able to get up, get dressed, and come to church, so that's a blessing for God to bless you like that. My dad used to tell us any morning you can get up put both feet on the floor, you know it's going to be a good day. So we're blessed this morning. We're blessed in everything we do. I don't you take your Bible and Enjoyed the Sunday school class this morning, and I believe there's a day that comes if we'll give an account for what God has given us and what we've done with it. I believe there's a reckoning day that we will be judged. Was thinking, been trying to refrain myself from saying anything in Sunday school class. But I get too excited. This church got a new preacher. Go along with the lesson. He was out visiting people. he come by this farmer sitting on the front porch. Had a beautiful farm, fat cattle, beautiful crops, white fence. Everything was just so beautiful. The preacher said, the Lord has really blessed you. He looked around and said, yes, he sure has. But you ought to have seen it when he had it by himself. Now, when God gives us a talent, he expects something to show to the world. You have to put some effort to have something like that. So God expects things to increase. Listen to what Jeremiah said here. For I will restore health unto you, and when I will heal thee of your wounds, saith the Lord. We're going to title this this morning, I Will Restore You. Now, we're not going to just speak about health. A lot of you need to be healed. But your mind needs to be healed. That's what he's talking about. He's not just going to deal with one thing. He's going to deal with your whole body. You need to have the mind of Christ. You need to be healed. Your spirit needs to be healed. Mr. Woodruff and I was talking this morning not hardly a heart of that day ever goes by that I don't thank the Lord for his wonderful blessings and if I've said or thought or felt anything that offended him I want him to forgive me I want him to forgive me he wants you to be free and whole free from all things that binds you and cause you to suffer he wants you to be free He doesn't just say that. He said, I'll give you my mind, I'll give you my spirit, and I'll give you my faith. I want you to be whole, and I will restore you. Psalms 119 and verse 18 says, open my eyes that I may behold or see the wondrous things from your word could see the wonderful things from your words. Luke 24 and 45 says Jesus opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He was on the road to Emmaus. God has to open the scriptures. He has to open our minds. You can hear it and never register on you. God wants this to register on us. He wants us to have exactly what he says be a blessing in our lives you never can live in this world without troubles you just will to get used to it you just will to accept it the apostle Paul said you cannot enter in the kingdom of God without much tribulations but thank God he has given us the victory the power the mind and the faith to overcome any obstacle that comes in our lives we're blessed beyond what we can ever imagine. So he opens our mind to see these things. Second Peter 1 and 4 says this, Have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you might be partakers of his divine nature. How I many you know this divine nature of God that we need in our lives? We need the Spirit of God in our lives, the divine nature of God. Like what Brother Ken said this morning, you are gonna be fighting till you die. I have people ask me someone sometimes said, "When we gonna get over all of this?" I said, "The day you die." I hope we come a little bit closer to our home where we live today. We are victorious people. Can you say Amen? We're victorious people. We are joyful people. We should not be just saying, "Oh." Won't we have a time we get over yonder? I want you to know that God wants you to have a time while you're here. He wants you to have joy unspeakable, full of glory, full of power, and full of the things of God, the blessings of God here in our lives. These are some great precious promises that he's given us, he's blessed us with. Let my thoughts Nor my eyes, David said, wander away from you. You know when we get in trouble? When our thoughts and our eyes wander away. That's when we get in trouble. But thank God he said, I will what? I'm going to restore you. I hope you all feel what I feel this morning. I've been telling myself I'm going to slow down. Want to enter in the presence of the Lord when he says enter in, and come out when he says come out. Ezekiel one and one says, as I was among the captives by the river of Chebar, meaning as making a clear abundantly, hallelujah, the heavens were open, and I saw the visions of God. I want to say this morning, if you're not seeing visions from God, I want you to start praying that God will show you some visions. I want you to know it's when you read the book of Jeremiah, they heard, he heard from God while he was in the pit. And the man went and told king, said, if you don't get him out of the pit, he's going to die. But listen, the devil can try to shut you out in your flesh, but there's a spirit that he can't deal with in your life. Here he was on this captivity. But he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord Day, and I saw some vision. How many believe you need to see some visions of the wonderful things of God, that he's a present help in the time of need? I'm learning not to pray, ask God to come. I'm learning that because he's already here. I want him to release what's inside me, release my faith in the things of God. Here he was in captivity. But he was still, Brother Melvin, hearing from God. You can be in a crisis in this life, but you can still hear from God. You can still have visions from God. If you're not having visions and dreams, I want to encourage you to start praying for visions and dreams from God. How many know that God has not changed? He's the same yesterday forevermore. If he gave them visions and dreams, he wants to do what? He wants to give us visions and dreams. He wants to bless us. And God, I'll come to this again in a minute. You may miss him sometime. If I understand this book right, there's not a prophet in this book that ever, Brother James, got everything right every time. I don't find it in there. If you find it in there, please come and tell me. Amen. It won't, Sister Linda, it won't embarrass me. She come and told me something one time that I said, I heard somebody else say She said, Brother Billy, look here, that's not in there. I thank you. Sister Richard came to Brother Ken and I one time about the spider had woven a web and hid David in the cave. And she said, where is that in the Bible? Brother Ken went home. I went home. I looked. Everything I had, that's not in there. They may be preaching it, but it's not in there. What we need to hear what God has got to say, what he wants to speak to everybody, the wonderful things of God. The voice of the Lord is seeing through the vision. You can have a vision and hear the voice of the Lord. He wants everybody to have dreams and visions. Amen. I'll amen myself because that's what he wants. He desires for that to happen. Now they're going to put up our Job 33, 14, and 18. Job 33, 14, and 18. I'm going to give you a chance to turn there. I guess they'll put it up there. King James Version. I'm awful nervous this morning, but I'm going to fight this nervousness in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God speaketh once and twice, What does the rest of that say? Somebody help me out. What does the rest of that say? Let's read that again. For God speaketh once and twice, yet man, what? (laughs) Am thou the only one when God speaks, don't hear. I am the only one that when you have a dream, you don't get it. I am the only one you have a vision, you don't pay attention to it and you miss something that God has to do. Don't be of those that go around and lamenting. He'll speak again. If you don't get it, he'll speak again. He's interested for us to get what he's got to say because he knows it has great benefits to us. All right, let's read the next one now, if you would, please. Verse 15. In a dream, in a vision of the night, When deep sleep falleth upon man, and slumber upon his bed. That's when God speaks to you. You ought to have a pen and a piece of paper by your bedside. When you wake up and you have felt a dream or a vision from God, the devil tells you to go back to sleep. Your flesh says you're too tired. But if you'll turn over and roll out of that bed and write that down, and meditate on it tomorrow. God will give you something marvelous that you never thought could happen. Because you're paying attention to what he's saying. we got to pay attention to what God is saying in the living word. Okay, let's read verse 16. Then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. That he may withdraw man for his purpose and hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Sometimes in a dream and a vision, God will reveal things to you. If you don't pay attention to it, you're going to fall in a pit. You can avoid that pit by paying attention to what God has got to say. I know I've told you before about Sister Peggy one time, got up and wanted me to get up and help her pray for a Dal- Gold County somewhere. I forgot the name of it. I got up and I wasn't praying. I was up and I was down on the floor, on the floor, but I wasn't praying. And all of a sudden, the presence of God filled that room and I began to pray. There's a church down there today because she listened to the voice of God in a dream, got out of the bed, woke me up. That's what God planned for our life. And that's why we're missing so much in God because we're so busy not hearing the voice of God. He has some wonderful things to say. He had more wonderful things to say than anybody we can imagine. The wonderful blessings of God. All right, let's look at the rest of it here. Glory to God. Where were we? Okay, number 17. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man, he keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from punishing, perishing by the word, sword. You know, Peter went with Jesus to the Garden of Gethsemane. He fell asleep. And the men come to get Jesus, and he said, Who y'all looking for? Peter whooped out of his sword and cut the servant's ear off. And Jesus put his ear back on, put up his sword. I'm going to teach you something, Peter. You're no longer going to live by the flesh. You're going to live by the supernatural. If need be, I could call legions of angels and wipe these buddies off the map. But he said one word, one word when he said, whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus. What did he say? I am him. And what happened to them? They fell backwards. God is wanting to tell us today in our lives, you have power that you've never used, never expected before. He said, I could call legions, meaning 12,000. A legion is 12,000. All I have got to do is speak the word. He said, Peter, you're not going to live by the flesh and the power of the flesh anymore. I'm going to train you how to live by the Spirit. How many believe that we need to be trained more how to live by the Spirit of God? Brother Leslie and I are nearly the same age, but I don't know about him, but I'm still learning. Sometimes I'm a very ashamed that it be my age and don't know no more than I know. But God wants to teach us some things we never heard and learned before. When Jesus said to the legions of devils, said, what is your name? And they said, legions. And what did Jesus say when they said, don't send us out of the city? What did Jesus say to them? Go. As we was up here praying this morning, I tell you, I felt the presence so long, so strong in my life. We need to start standing up and look the devil right past you in the face says, go. You say, well, I I don't know whether that will work or not. It won't work if you don't believe it will work. He said, go. There's more power in the word of go than a diamondic powerful TNT bomb because all power in heaven and in earth is in Jesus. And in that word, one go, and they ran swiftly, violently down the hill and drowned themselves. Seemed like the Lord tell me this morning, if you will start standing up and facing your problem and start saying go, In the name of Jesus, all that power, you'll see something happening in your life. Amen? Come on, why don't you give the Lord a good hand clap, a good praise to God. Good praise to God. Hallelujah. I read recently for this group and went and prayed for this man. The doctors were there and said he can't live. There's nothing to be done for him. They prayed until they gave out, and they left. They hadn't got very far down outside, and one of them said, I feel we ought to go back. How many, when you feel the presence of God and the voice of God, you need to obey that. And they went back, and when they stood beside that bed, he said, let's just whisper the name of Jesus. We're not heard because of a lot of praying, and I believe in praying. I believe we ought to pray. I don't believe we ought to just come to a meeting to pray. I mean to pray every day. We ought to take time every day to pray to God. And they said, just whisper, Jesus. They said, Jesus. Jesus. I mean, you know, there's power in that name. There's power in that name. That man that couldn't live, The thought was dead, opened his eyes, moved his head and looked around and got up and walked out of that bed. I want you to know there's power that has never been seen and understood in just that name, Jesus. Why don't you start speaking to yourself? Jesus. Why don't you start telling yourself what's in yourself, shouldn't be in yourself, go and watch it go and watch it disappear, the wonderful things of Jesus. The voice of the Lord is seen through visions. Acts 9 and 10, Peter fell in a trance. I believe James Clayton was it. Was it Dallas or was it a conference? A guy was preaching. Another guy sort of interrupted him about the sheep coming down, all kinds of four-footed beast. He said, "Creeping things, all types of fowls was in there." Brother Sam. And this one guy interrupted and said, "I don't know about that. I, I I just know what the Bible says, and I want you to notice this: what Jesus, or the vision, was showing Peter." I've got a generation's coming that you don't know nothing about. Peter had a hard, if you read the book of Acts, Peter had a hard time dealing with the Gentiles. And it's in there. Man, Then them Gentiles, he, he didn't like them. He, he didn't care if you knew it or not. He didn't like them. And that's what he's saying right here. Never have I before. How I many you know there's a relationship that God wants to have with you you ain't never had before? Peter, I'm going to show you something you ain't never seen before. I want you to notice this. It was a vision. You do not see in a vision with these eyes. You've got to have a different set of eyes. I mentioned Wednesday night, but I want to share something with you about Fanny Cosby. She's born blind. Got married and had a child child with the love of her life when along the child died she went in depression it was during the civil war she lived that way until she was 43 years of age thought her life was over with she moved to another town her husband left her she went from church to church I just don't bring you up to date looking for relief how many of this here this morning are you looking for relief You're at the right place. She finally found a Dutch Reformed church where she went. And the pastor said, I know someone that you need to meet. He writes music, and he needs somebody to write the lyrics. Y'all remember me telling you that story? Are y'all ready for this? Let's go back to Job. If you don't hear it the first time, Job said, he'll tell you it again. I was around the house Friday, and the Lord said, You missed what I was trying to tell you. How many of you ever missed God? You missed what I was trying to tell you about Fanny Cosby being blind. You missed it. said, the vision I gave her, she didn't see it with these eyes. She's blind. She saw it with a spiritual eye. Come on, I want you to help me out now. There's things of God you're never going to see with these set of eyes. You're going to have to have a new set of eyes, a spiritual eye. Those that live by the Spirit shall find the things of the Spirit. We must learn to walk in the Spirit and talk to spiritual things. Elijah said, Elisha said, he was encamped about a great army. And his servant said, Alas, alas, what are we going to do? Does that sound familiar to anybody? When we're obsessed by problems and troubles, we wonder what in the world we're going to do. God began to tell me about Fanny Cosby. said, she saw with spiritual eye the vision I gave her. She went back and wrote lyrics for the man's songs. She died at 95. 53 years. She had a glorious, prosperous, dominant years. Because God had shown her a vision that she couldn't see with the natural. You see with the spirit. I'm so nervous. God wants you to get where you can see what he's got for you from a set of spiritual eyes like you've never seen before. Oh, I want the Lord to come. The Lord is here. When you came this morning, I hope you brought the anointing with you in the body of Christ. Elisha said, alas, alas, Lord, open my servant's eyes. How many need your eyes open, spiritual eyes open? You're seeing just through the natural. You're seeing the problems of the world. Hallelujah. But I want you to know there's an angelic host of power gathered right around us at all times, and we're not seeing it because we're too focused on what's wrong. But I want you to know this morning there's some things that are right. I want you to know this morning your prayers are being answered. You ought to say amen. Come on now, listen. Your prayers are being answered. Biden ran for the presidency, his campaign. There will be no more oil drilling in America. Just this last week, he's planned this week to sign a bill They start drilling oil off the offshore of Alaska. It doesn't matter who they are, what they said. God can change their mind. God can change your mind when you begin to pray and hold on to God and say, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to face my problem in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to shout amen. Goliath stood up with a spear, looked like a weaver's beam, his voice caused the whole nation to tremble. And all of a sudden, come one little boy walking out of nowhere. Somebody said all he had was five stones and a slingshot. I won't say he had more than five stones and a slingshot. He had faith in his God. He did not tremble because of what he said. He did not move because the rest of the nation was in trouble and sorrow and grief. He said, I'm coming after you. Woo, hallelujah. How many can stand up this morning in your spirit and tell the devil, I'm coming after you? I'm not coming in my mind. I'm not coming in my strength. I'm not coming in my power. I'm coming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has all power in heaven and earth and hell beneath. When I say I'm coming, get ready. I'm a coming. He ran. It's time for the church to get off the defense of our rail and get on the offensive rail and take the battle to the devil. He's already been defeated. Hallelujah. All we got to do is face it and say it, and he'll do it. Elisha said, Open. His eyes is already open, Sister Linda. He's seen the legions around him, the, all the horses and the army around. He's seen that, but he couldn't see what was with him, Sister Diane. How many can see what's with you today? How many can see what's with you today? You don't need to be praying, "Oh Jesus, Oh Jesus, come." He's here. He's a present help in the time of need. He's ready for you to open your spiritual eyes and see what there is with you, and rest in peace. Rest in peace. How many believe Jesus is always with you? Well, he's not. He's in you. <laughs> he's in you. How many believe that there's a host of mighty angels gathered around you? Some of you remember Brother Drew Jarner. He preached in Atlanta. He preached on angels one night. He said, I'm going to make it so plain. and he up on a platter and he preached about angels. I was sitting on the front seat with Gina. She was a baby. Y'all might think I'm a crazy man, but I seemed like I could just look over there and see angels. Seemed like I just could feel angels. Listen, hallelujah. This air in his chart right now, Forces of God. Hallelujah. They're all around you, wherever you go, and whatever you've done. Sister Sammy, wherever you go, there are angelic forces around you. Maybe, hallelujah, it may be a crisis in your life, but your master is there with you. All you got to do is look up, and they're ready to help you. He's ready to help you. And Friday, when told me, said, you missed it. Thank God he come again. He said, I want to show you what really happened. She's blind. This servant was blind to the spiritual things of God. But when the prophet prayed for him, his eyes was open. He could see what's for him. church was. Giants was coming. They, they was in rows are coming, just lined up are coming. And all of a sudden the ones out in front dissolved into the earth. I don't know, but I know I'm I know I preaching to someone particularly probably this morning. You're looking at your problem, but I want you to know there's a God with you. And your giant's going to dissolve down in the earth. They looked like ashes. They just melted right down in the earth. And one was behind them, was forcing, giving them reforces, turned and ran. Huh? When Goliath fell from a little boy, he didn't kill him with the stone. The stone just knocked him out. That's why he ran up there and stood on him. On him, pulled his sword out. (laughs) Cut him off right there. Got him by the hair of the head. He came back and said, Is this what y'all was afraid of? How many know your devil has already been destroyed? He's got a crushed head. There's no hallelujah. We ought to have no fear against what he might do. What is with you and for you is greater than what's against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will restore. When Jesus told the legion, said, y'all go. In case you just see him standing there, this man was tormented. They put him in brass chains couldn't bind him, couldn't hold him, but Jesus said one word, go, and the Bible said and that man was clothed in his right mind, how many know that God can fix your mind, God can fix your heart, God can change things just that quick in your life. Lord leads me next Sunday maybe unless Brother Sam preaches or whatever. The Bible says they're going to be coming from the sea. Wicked and vile men going to be coming from the sea. We're seeing that happen right now. They're crossing the river and coming. But God is going to turn their hearts around. Probably some of the most violent men that you ever read about. Alexander, uh, got his name. Just a minute. He wrote the book *The City of God*. In him. he was very violent, but his mama was praying. One day he was changed. He became a saint because God changed him. How many ever heard of George Jordan Mueller and what he done? You ought to read about his life before God what God done with him. God can change anybody just that quick. God speaks once and he speaks twice. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. He was the number chief. Paul called him the chief apostles. But he was learning. He just had got the Holy Ghost. He's learning how to walk with God. He said, not so, my Lord. Three times, God Church, it's time for us to quit trying to walk in the natural and walk in the spiritual. Walk in the spiritual realm of God and see what God will do. Peter didn't see it because he was in a trance. But God had to keep teaching him, keep teaching him. How many are glad that God's still teaching you? Dean Turner and I was in the hog business. We went and looked at 60 head of hogs at one time. It, they wasn't about yay big. We made a deal. He said, well, y'all start catching them since you paid me. We said, you're going to have to get the mama and the papa out. You don't know anything about hogs. You don't want to fool with a mama's hog pigs. When she, now, I'm telling you, I, I, I've been around them enough to know that one thing you don't want to do is fool with a mama's hogs pigs, and neither if the boars around. We said you're gonna have to get them out of here before we catch them pigs. He said, "I'm the boss." Had big German Shepherd sitting there beside him. He turned, and looked at German Shepherd. Fence wasn't about yay high. He said, "Go!" That dog ran over and jumped over that fence. sat around, and looked at him. He said, "I'm in charge of them hogs too." Said, "You catch them, they're not going to even look at you." I want you to know we need to learn to face the devil head on. We're putting up a barrier break down the barrier be like David I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord I'm not going to be intimidated by what you're saying I am going to face you head on all we need to learn to do is say go and God will do the rest he's wanting to work but he can't work in unbelief I will restore to you God wants us to learn how to walk in the supernatural. The wonderful things of God. We're going to quit right here. If you miss God, don't lament, don't do repentance. God will not leave you until he gets through with you. We have that. I've just learned that. Brother James, I just learned that here lately. He said, Jacob, I'm going to be with you until I finish the work with you. I'm going to bring you back to your father's house, and I will never leave you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? And all the things that he went through, he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay with you. I read this article just just recently. There was this church in Mexico. They was under severe persecution, so they decided to move their village up in the mountain a little bit. And one night, some of them decided to go down into the village to do a little shopping. The rest of them gonna stay there and pray. These people in the village decided to go up, in the city decided to go up to the village and burn them out while they was up gone. So up they go. They get up there. They saw this army of angels get around that prayer meeting. When you're praying amongst the angels of the Lord are around you, they're going to protect you. Amen. What did our president, Franklin Della Roosevelt, say? You have nothing to fear. To share something with you, and then I'm going to step down. This is in Charisma Magazine. I'm not going to call the man's name. And uh, there's a marvelous article in here <coughs> of some things. I think it's something that crushed the enemy. Listen what he says. 25 years I reached the highest levels of the occult which is identified as the shadow of demonic forces for 25 years I rose to the highest of demonic forces I understand my demonic training After going to the devil's church from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m., whether you know it or not, the devil is well-trained. He's well-informed. They went to church from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. learning the tactics of the devil so they could destroy Christianity. They was taught by the demonic forces how to recognize the Holy Ghost and when he was in operation. So how did we navigate against the believers? The believer must fight a good fight of faith he's been changed the Lord changed him 25 years working struggling to get to the top of the demonic forces of darkness of hell to recognize the power of the Holy Spirit and how to deal with it but God met him one day you ought to shout glad I met God one day hallelujah we don't know the prince of a guy. He said you never know what Christ kept you from. He goes on to say the only weapon that you have against the powers of darkness that we've been trained to destroy you is fervent prayer. A prayer that's hot and on fire. You can he said we fought a lot of battles but we have never learned how to more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthened us. I want you to agree with me this morning. We're going to be through fighting battles. We're going to conquer. We're going to conquer. We're going to conquer the feelings that bothers us. We're going to get them under control. You're going to kill Goliath. The Bible, the Bible said there's not one giant left in the land when David died. He had destroyed every giant before he died. And he left. I believe you find this in Psalms three, when he fought Absalom, push him off the throne. They fought barefooted. Tremendous force of darkness, but they were singing and praising God because they knew who's going to win. How many know who's going to win? You're already a winner. I won't go on through with the rest of the article. It's a wonderful article. Says through fervent prayer, you can defeat the devil. Then, in the book of James, tells us that fervent prayer of a righteous person has much power and much authority. So, when we leave here today, we're not going to be intimidated no more, right? No. Amen? Amen. We're not going to be intimidated by his voice. Or the size of his weapon he brings against us. Wonderful thing. We don't want to use no more earthly, fleshly tactics against him. Because that won't defeat him. These men went in to pray for this demonic person in the book of Acts. These demons spoke back and said, said, We don't know you. We know Jesus. And we know Paul. But we don't know you.